This episode is sponsored by Audible.com. If anybody doesn't know, I'm sure most people do at least, Audible is a application or a website that you can use on your phone or computer that you can get access to audiobooks. Every month they will give you one free new book to try and listen to. Audible doesn't only do audiobooks, they also have comedy, self-help, fitness programs, wellness programs, and I'm a huge fan of the wellness programs personally, but also the audiobooks. Audible.com has thousands and thousands of titles. Mm -hmm. It would take you, I think, like 300 years to go through their entire library or something crazy like that. And to get your free trial, it is 30 days through our link. It is audibletrial.com slash the extra sisters. And that is T-H-E-E-X-O-R-C-I-S-T-E-R-S. And we just want to give a huge thank you yes, to thank audible.com you. for the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 77. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing aliens from <laughs> 1986, <laughs> which is really upsetting because it's episode 77 and it's from 86. So if it was like episode 77 from 88, that would have been much more satisfying. It would have been. Or like. Or 87 and 77. Yeah. There were many combinations, and this wasn't the best It missed. One. We missed. <laughs> we messed it up. This is the direct sequel to Alien mm-hmm. from 79. 79, I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Yeah, because we did its 40th. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So we have already reviewed Alien, and we got into trouble for that one. Because we weren't huge fans of... I liked it more than you did, I think, because you're mm-hmm. just not a big sci-fi fan, whereas right. I do like quite a bit of sci-fi it's like one of those genres i never feel like watching but then when i watch it i usually really enjoy it other than star wars which i always feel like watching because i love star wars which you do not (laughs) so did your dad really like sci-fi stuff he really liked star wars Mm -hmm. granted i so i really like star wars but honestly no we never watched a ton of sci-fi we really he really liked horror Hmm. so we Connor and I horror. were talking recently and I was wondering if it was like a thing in the world of how people really need the main character, or at least a character in a story to be like them. So we need a woman, we need a black person, we need something to really get into a story. Yeah. And we were talking last night and figuring out that a lot of sci-fi doesn't have this obviously is different, but a lot of sci-fi doesn't have that strong female character. It's mostly men. So yeah. we were wondering if maybe... That's why I don't get into it. And maybe I'm assuming that it's mostly daughters that get shown it by fathers that like sci-fi. You know, I think the reason that I like Star Wars so much is because my dad was excited when it got prequels in the early 2000s because he went and saw the Star Wars movies in theaters when he was like a teenager, young adult Mm -hmm. in the 70s and the 80s. And so when they got prequels, when my brother and I were kids, Mm -hmm. they came out in theaters and he was like, fucking awesome. I get to take my kids to Star Wars movies in theaters. Mm -hmm. So he did. So we liked the Star Wars prequels when we were kids. So that's why I don't hate the prequels because they're nostalgic, Mm -hmm. whether they're good or bad doesn't really matter right. that much to Your me dad because took you and shared that experience exactly with you. Yeah. yeah now did i see alien when i was a kid no my first time seeing it was in theaters for its 40th anniversary we talked mm-hmm. about that in our episode last year but i enjoyed it for the most part you know did i love it no did i enjoy the sequel more stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Guess you'll find out. I actually did, though. You didn't have to wait that long. <laughs> you didn't even try. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yes, I did. <laughs> it's been actually interesting because we've... Uh, a lot of sequels are coming this year because it's like our sequel. Because it's year it two. Is. So, you know. Yeah, so we have a lot of sequels that we're catching up on this year. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we did a lot of originals last mm-hmm. year. And so some of them have pretty iconic sequels that we're going to do this year. Or just ones that we wanted to do mm-hmm. to kind of see the continuation or sequels that we watched. Like Paranormal Activity 2, for example. Right. So this one seemed... Because a lot of people really like Aliens. Or just really like the franchise in general. Mm-hmm. So it seemed fair to continue, at least with Aliens. Well, yes. I... Alien and Aliens are put in there as horror. The rest of them seem to be more sci-fi action-y. So let's do the first two. Might as well. They're horror. Well, like I said in the first one, they do, or they both do slash this did a really good job of building tension and anxiety mm-hmm. and my blood pressure. <laughs> so that right there is very indicative of a horror film. Exactly. Because that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed mm-hmm. to make you feel tense and nervous and like, oh my God, what's around the corner? It's just a monster movie, right? Exactly. Like, we saw Creature from Black Lagoon. How is this any different? It's just in space, right? Uh-huh. Which is scarier to me. Like, water doesn't scare me. I know a lot of people have fear of, like, the water, like, mm-hmm. deep down. And I guess that's really not any different than the vastness of space. Mm-hmm. But at some point, the Earth ends. We know it has a core. So the ocean has to end. Space fucking doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. I agree. So who knows? Like, there's no way. Like, yeah, we don't know what's in the bottom of the ocean, but eventually, like I said, that does stop. There's fucking aliens out there. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced. And we've talked about aliens before because we've done several, like, alien movies, and also we've just done a happy hour specifically on extraterrestrial life. So you guys know we believe in fucking aliens. Right, exactly. That's not a secret. But... There's no fucking way there's not aliens. So this is actually, like, a legitimate fear. Mm-hmm. Is, like, I don't necessarily believe that they're monstrous. Maybe some of them. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, this is scary. I mean, they're definitely... They're a parasite. Like, that's how they breed. They breed in other creatures. So in I could worlds. see that happening. Yeah. Like... Look they, at War of the Worlds, for example. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're harvesting planets. I think we're, I know, well, we're not talking about that, but just speaking of War of the Worlds and aliens being horror related, that's why we're constantly making horror movies about them, like The Fourth Kind and Dark Skies and all these Mm -hmm. things, because they're fucking terrifying. They are. Like, I think War of the Worlds, like, I haven't actually ever seen the original, but the remake with Tom Cruise in it scared the bejesus out of me when I was a child. So did Signs, which we did last year. Mm -hmm. The alien movies that I saw as a kid stayed with me more than most of the other horror movies as I saw as a kid just in Scare Factor. Mm-hmm, so definitely. revisiting Alien and Aliens, even though they're more like sci-fi horror. And you can tell, so this one picks up right after the first one, but like not really. Mm-hmm. Because she's basically been in like hypersleep. It's been a while, but right after for her. Exactly, exactly. Like she's basically been in hypersleep for like a long time. Mm-hmm. Like decades. Yeah. But she, like, has a dream, and they tell her it's been, like, 20 years, but then she wakes up from this dream, and it doesn't really clarify if that's true or not. Mm-hmm. But, so, it's either been years or, like, lots of years. Which we find out it's been lots of years. Yeah. Because we find out she had... Well, we knew in the first one she had a daughter. Well, now we find out what happened to her daughter. Yeah. There, people are colonizing. Mm-hmm. 
and they basically colonized a the planet that had the fucking aliens. Yes. And a bunch of this, these men, and, and it, honestly, the theme of this movie is money is the root of all evil. Mm. Yeah. Which is what my mom used to tell me all the time as a child. Like, this is getting kind of personal. Like, my mom would hate me for sharing this. But that's, like, what most, or at least my parents thought about. They didn't really fight about anything except for money all the time. And so this movie was like, yeah, m- money is the root of all evil. And that's what it's like. Because they don't want to go to this planet and destroy anything, mm-hmm. even though they fucking should because of the investment. Mm-hmm. And Sigourney Weaver's character is like, hmm... You should. Because mm-hmm. she saw it. And she's the only one that's actually seen these things. Right. I mean, they were just a small crew and it just took them out. Could you imagine a colony around these fucking things? And that was only, like, one of them. Mm-hmm. And we come to find out there's a shit ton of them. Mm-hmm. Well, we knew that in the first one. When yeah. they first find them, there's just egg sacs everywhere. Well... Now they're fucking... Yeah. Now people are touching them. Well, yeah. And they need... Like we find out in the first one, they attach to people. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a colony of people to to be your host, mm-hmm. yeah, of course they're going to run rampant. It's like a fucking breeding feeding ground. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And they basically told her that she was crazy. And then they're like, hey, them colonists, they're gone. Yeah. Oh, you mean like the thing that you tried to warn us about in a fucking way? Crazy. So can you help us? The good thing she did bring back is the cat, though. Yeah. The cat's great. Like, he's like, absolutely not. I'm not going back on that fucking thing. I wasted all of my fucking nine lives trying to get out of there. Okay, this is it. No. I wonder, like, this is kind of off topic, but, like, after you've been asleep for, let's say, like, two, five, ten, twenty years, like, what that does to your physiology. Do you just wake back up and you're like, everything is normal? It just, like, basically freezes you? Do you just live your life as you normally would? Do you live a shortened version of it? You know? This is do the sci-fi a, stuff that we don't know. Do you get a weird cancer? You know? Sci-fi. I know. They just expect you to be like, she's fine. She, and I, I would assume that she just lives a normal life as she would have. Uh, but then she agrees to go to that planet. Because they basically want her as a consultant. And they have basically a space force like we have now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? She agrees only if they are going to wipe them out. Right. And Burke, he's the fucking asshole of this whole thing. He's the one who basically gets her to go on board. He's, like, heading the mission. He's a fucking douche. For the this company. This whole fucking time. Yeah. And fuck him. He needs to burn in fucking hell. True God that. Damn. Like, even when he's telling her her daughter's dead, he's so cavalier about it. Like, yeah, whatever. Okay. This poor woman just lost her entire family, and you're just like, yeah, whatever. You know, asshole. you were asleep for, like, a long time. Things happen. Fucking asshole. Yeah. You, you had family and now you don't. It's whatever. You were asleep for a long time and, you know, people die. Whatever. He was such an asshole. Like, that actor, when he took his mom and sister to go see it, his mom said, I love you, honey, but I'm so glad you're dead. And his sister punched him in the face. That's <laughs> how much they were mad at him. Which is a testament to his acting, I guess. At least he did a really good job mm-hmm. and he was really convincing because, yeah, you know. Definitely. That's like when way throwing it way back when in the exorcist somebody passed out in the theater and 
poor Ellen Bernstein went to go help them and they woke up screaming because they saw her. That's how you know you did a good fucking job Mm -hmm. because people are now convinced that you are synonymous with this character. Even your own sister punches you in the face. (laughs) Because you are such an asshole. uh Yeah. So I had to... You, when you go to space, like, I didn't write down a ton of notes for this because, the, I mean, a lot of this is just, like, similar to the first one where they're kind of figuring things out. Like, they're crawling around and the, there's, like, a Marine Corps, basically, that's the Space Corps. And they, first of all, think that she's kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. They're With like, Bill Paxton. We have Lance Henriksen. We have Bill Paxton. We have our horror guys. Yes. Great. And so they're on this ship and they're going. And of course, this is very typical 80s. And this is the only thing that really annoys me about like, I'm fine with like campy horror, but overacting in the 80s. Let's talk about that because we talk about that a lot in the 80s. This is, I would not say overacted, but it's just the, the one liners. Mm -hmm. Let's say like how they act to each other. The manly, like, you know, um, gets a little old for me. But that's just the way that it was. Mm-hmm. And they try to be very, like, this is the way it was, like, in the Army and in the Marines. And they're very, even the women that are in there are trying to hold their own with the men, I mm-hmm. guess. Which is kind of annoying because they're all trying to be rough and tough and one-up each other all the time. Which gets a little old. But that was the only thing that annoyed me the whole time about this movie. And that was just a dialogue thing. Mm-hmm. That that was all. But they do think that she's just kind of a gimmick. They don't think that she's beneficial to them at all at first. Because they don't think that they're going there to do anything. They don't think that they're going to uncover anything. How unprepared. Like, not that they were unprepared as far as weapons go, but mentally for Mm -hmm. what they are going to find. Because once they get there, they basically go into these body caverns, Mm -hmm. which were really fucking cool horrific but really fucking cool and the this was actually we bought a new 65 inch tv we went from 50 to 65 i have upgraded and this was the first movie for our podcast that we we watched on it Mm -hmm. and i made a note that the shots were really neat about they how they were doing this so when they get to the planet there are no fucking people there Mm -hmm. so they're kind of like a little like hmm well, there's travel time also. So as soon as they figure out that this colony is even gone, it's two weeks for them to get there. Right. This little girl we end up finding out survived two weeks alone. What is she, like 9, 11 or yes, something like that? Yeah. With these things just trying to kill her yeah. the whole fucking time. Talk to her. <laughs> That's your survival consultant right there. They get there and all these pe- fucking people are gone. Mm-hmm. And when they're searching, they don't find the girl right away Mm because she's hidden so well yes she's in what an air duct or something else do you survive yeah like she's not eating or anything yeah you find out we not only have these face huggers which are turning everybody but all these people have been turned and or at least you know their insides been burst out and we have a whole nest of them that come out at night we can't see in the dark and they're black yeah and that's poor little fucking girl yeah like she saw her whole colony be destroyed by these things mm-hmm. talk about fucking traumatized i was about to say ptsd oh yeah how awful is that yeah and one thing i made a note of just watching this like on my new fancy tv was how neat the shots were like this is in the 80s but it does not feel like it's in the 80s just as far as the effects 
go. No, I was thinking that too. Like Ridley Scott and James Cameron did an amazing job of not making this feel dated at all. No, it ages mm-hmm. so well. The only thing, and the only reason I brought this up, the only thing that brought me back to the 80s was kind of the cheesy dialogue every now and Mm -hmm. then. Like the, just the rousing up each other they Mm -hmm. did was the only thing that brought me back to the 80s every now and then. But it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a super big problem. It was just every now and then I was like, okay, guys, wrap it up, you know. Mm -hmm. But when they were in the caverns and in the nest and seeing the bodies like pinned to the wall that were either kind of alive and they're realizing that these people had either been burst out of or they were being kept alive and being used for these was horrifying for one you can see their fear all these actors did an incredible job and the sets were done so well like i would love to have just taken a tour of how they did these things Mm -hmm. because we didn't have i'm not saying in the 80s we didn't have great film technology we did but we didn't have what they hadn't we had now they still had i'm not saying we didn't have green screens but they still had to do a lot of these things and make a lot of these things these set designers did such an incredible job set designers are amazing i don't know how they do it yeah because it had to have just been even just to work in this atmosphere and be an actor and build that kind of tension because I was like, oh my God. And when they have these, uh, I don't, are they heat seekers? The things that pick them up, some sort of technology to show them that they're coming to them. Mm -hmm. Something's walking towards them. When they start coming at them from all direction and they can't see them, they did such a great job. That's when I was like getting like you know, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And the noises of the beeping and everything of them coming near them. Again, such a great job at building tension and getting my anxiety up. But you know that they're about to get fucked mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. But, of course, Sigourney Weaver's character stays back. Mm-hmm. And because she's like, I ain't doing that again. Yeah, she's just supposed to lead them in, tell them what she knows about these things, and hang back. She's Mm -hmm. not supposed to be on the front lines. And I agree with you. Fuck that. I wouldn't be. But unfortunately, the people on the front lines, they're, like, taking their job seriously. But at the same time, you don't know what they have and have not seen in the however long she was in hypersleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have seen different sorts of extraterrestrial life that were so much weaker than humans that they're not taking this seriously at all. So they're like, okay, whatever. They have all these fancy weapons. And, you know, once they're attacked, they're basically just fire blasting them and people are getting like fucking taken out one at a time. But then they have to come in. The people that had to hang back had to come in. Because these people are having to retreat, but they're getting fucking picked off one by one. And that's when we find this little girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of late because we're getting attacked and picked off. <laughs> but we find this poor little girl that is terrified of people at this point. Because she's basically, it's kind of like Call of the Wild at this point. She's having to survive. She's being reduced to just nothing but survival mode well, in her brain. she's watched every single other person die. So all yeah. she sees from them is, oh, fuck, you're also going to die. I'm getting the fuck out of here so I'm not around you dying. Well, especially because they've already created chaos. Mm-hmm. They're being hunted and she knows they're coming for them. So why would you be around someone that's got a target on their back? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're small and can hide in a corner somewhere and not be also taken out. Mm-hmm. I would be around this, like, I'd be like, I'm going to crawl down there with her. Bye. Mm-hmm. She knows what she's doing. But, of course, Ripley is wants to get her because it's a child. Also, she just lost her daughter recently. Like, 
she has those mothering instincts and they're even on hyperdrive right now because she just lost her own baby. And just the grief of losing that plus her crew, like just because it's been a long time for her, it was just yesterday, really. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So of course she's going to go after this child. And as she should, like the child, even if you leave it, if you leave her there, even if she doesn't get attacked, she's going to starve to death. Well, you guys are down there to save, quote unquote, the colony. Well, the colony's gone except for one resident. So you've got to save her. That's your mission now. She yeah, is your mission. Exactly. So eventually she does get her after much, like, you know, coaxing, mm-hmm. you know. And she's basically been living, like I said, in an air duct, mm-hmm. which is smart. Because if you can stay quiet and in a corner, they can travel pretty much everywhere, anywhere they want. But they haven't found her. Mm-hmm. That little girl where she was in the air duct, she had to slide down into it. She had so much fun with it that she would fuck up her scene over and over and over again so that she could keep sliding down it. Oh, so that's cool. they finally told her, hey, you got to do this perfectly one time and you just keep playing on it for however long you want. We're going to go do these <laughs> scenes over here and you can just keep sliding yeah. into your... That's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool that they this movie wasn't so stressful to her. Because, like, horror, I'm sure, for children can be... I've noticed just in my research that directors are really good at keeping it from kids. Except for Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> like, even <laughs> in The Omen 2, they were talking about how they didn't want to ruin a bunch of these kids. So they made sure that there were certain things that they didn't keep around them or this, that they didn't have the little girl around. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the only research, extensive research I've done about children in fucked up movies is from The Exorcist. And I know that they really, like, mm-hmm. had... Because she knew. She had to... She knew that she was... I mean, they had to put that makeup on her. She had to act that way. Yeah, like, she had to Yeah, know. but they, they tried to really shield her from a lot of this, and mm-hmm. she didn't see it until she was much older and things yeah. like that. But you kind of have to be like, okay, have as much fun as you want, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because you're in a heavier movie. Mm-hmm. And at least this one, like, when you have to put somebody in a high-anxiety situation when they're being hunted or people around them are dying, you kind of have to have fun with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the situation's going to be traumatizing. In itself, because you can't put your body into a situation like that and you can't fake anxiety. Like, it's got to be real. Mm-hmm. You've got to, even if the situation is fake, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But basically, they've lit this colony up, but now they know that there are people there, more people, and they're stoked. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. and they're shit. Stoked. They're like, oh, yeah. I thought we killed everybody. Now we got <laughs> more. So they run back to their ship, but now, unfortunately, they're going. I mean, Ripley knows that they're going to come in however they can get in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the blob. You know what I mean? Sure. But, like, in a way that it's going to, they're going to get in however they're going to get in. Mm-hmm. Like, well, their blood is made of acid. Like, also that. You can't even shoot them to get them away from you because you're going to bring them in that way. So, yeah. You can't win. Mm-hmm. But it's going to get in in some way that you didn't think that it could. You're going to forget something. Like, she gets blueprints of where they're at, but it doesn't really help in the end. Ceilings, ducts, basement. Like, in some ways, it's going to get in. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk about the asshole for a second. Because she calls him out. She's like, hey, man, you said that we were here to eradicate them. But he kind of backtracks on that a little bit. And he's like, but, 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 mm-hmm. you know, could we not, like, ruin everything? Because she wants to, at this point, soldiers have died. Mm-hmm. The remaining, some of them are level-headed, but some of them are having fucking meltdowns. And they're like, all right, let's nuke it. Let's just nuke the whole yeah, fucking planet. Whereas he sees money and research and things like that. And he's like, let's not nuke the planet. 
and because uh, he wants to preserve money, like you said. And she's like, uh, you said, because the only, the condition that she came to do this was... Nuke in the planet. Nuke in the fucking planet. Like, okay, let's eradicate this species of hostile aliens, basically. And now he's backtracking on that, which everybody knew, like, the viewer knew from the get-go that this was going to be the, the problem. And she calls him out on it, which, in my opinion, I know that we need a strong female character... She should have just kept her fucking mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I had intentions to undermine him and, like, tell the world how horrible he was, I wouldn't have told him that. Mm-hmm. That's because, of course, he puts a target on her back and tries to get her killed. Well, yeah, I think that's a movie trope that we have too much, honestly. Like, would you really tell a scary person this information? No, you fucking wouldn't. It's kind of like it to yourself. Yeah, it's kind of like villains monologuing yeah, and getting themselves killed. Exactly. Yeah, because she basically exactly tells him like i'm gonna out you to everyone i'm gonna undermine you and then when she falls asleep with the little girl mm-hmm. he releases a which oh my god yeah how fucking heartbreaking newt the little girl falls asleep under and then the bed yeah fucking sigourney weaver crawls on under there and squeezes her body behind her yeah fucking a they fall, i teared up yeah they fall asleep together in like the infirmary which has basically, like, unbreakable glass and you can get locked. Because it's like you could quarantine it, essentially, mm-hmm. if you needed to. Mm-hmm. And there's a face hugger mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And he releases it on them when they're sleeping. Because he wants now to do away with her because she's going to fuck up his entire plan. Mm-hmm. Because she told him to that she was going to do that. Because she's a strong, ethical female character. Again, I get it, but stop telling them that. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, they get trapped in there with it because... And he turns off the camera when she tries to, like, signal for help, you know. Mm-hmm. And she tries to break the glass, but the glass is designed not to be broken. But at least they're resourceful and she sets off the fire, de- fire mm-hmm. detector and they're able to get her out, get them out. And... She puts him on blast. And, you kill, you know. like, I'm sorry, you kill him right then and there. You fucking take one of your guns that all these military people have and put it to his head and you're done. He literally tried to kill you and this little girl. Fuck that. And the military people don't even like him. They would have been exactly. like, they would have believed you over, and they do. Mm-hmm. Been like, all right, cool. He's just liability anyways. He's mm-hmm. just another body to keep alive. So if he's not worth keeping alive, do away with him. Mm-hmm. Bye. Exactly. The military's on her side now anyway. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, and plus she's like making eyes at this guy in the military. He's going to want to keep you alive over anybody else Mm -hmm. regardless because he wants to be with you. So if he needs to kill this military guy, all you have to do is be like, yeah, an alien got him. Mm -hmm. And everybody's going to be like, oh yeah, that probably did happen. Exactly. Because you lost like more than half your people to these fucking aliens anyways. Mm -hmm. But then of course the aliens make it onto the ship because we have to have, you know, the biggest conflict here. And this is another point where you get these big moments for me, I don't know about you, of anxiety because you have these sensors that are sensing them coming to them, but they have no idea like where they're coming from. And it's like, they're right on top of them. And they came in through the ceiling because I guess the blueprints she had had missed 
entry points. Mm-hmm. But you've also got, what do they call the artificial men people? I forgot what they called them. The I, people that are made of the milk. The robots? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who she's not happy about anyways. That was real milk this time and he got so sick because of the hot lights. It curdled. Ew. Mm-hmm. But back to what you're saying. What did they sick because he was ingesting it? Yes. Like because well, he had to... it was like on him and stuff. So he it... yeah. Ew, I bet that smelled so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they oh <laughs> I was about to why didn't they use almond milk? <laughs> oh my god. I guess that was a millennial invention, huh? <laughs> That's disgusting. What'd they use in the first one? I forgot. I don't remember it. I think it was just colored water, but it wasn't milk. Why didn't they just use colored water for this one? It wouldn't curdle. That's disgusting. Someone didn't think about it. Someone did not do their job all the way through. I would, that would be my limit. If you're making milk curdle on or around my mouth slash body, I'd be like, you're not paying me enough for this. And I don't even know what he was getting paid. I'm sure a lot. But goddamn. Yeah. But basically, in the meantime, he's been trying to get them out. Mm-hmm. But he is also not being quick enough. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're getting attacked and basically they're trying to escape and get out. And people are dropping like flies mm-hmm. while they're getting out. So it basically ends up with Ripley and Newt and the guy trying to fuck Ripley. But they lose Newt, mm-hmm. which she's not going to leave Newt. That's like her new daughter. Yeah. There's fucking no way in hell I would die. Like, we're going to go get her. Yeah. An alien gets her. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's going to go down to the nest, which is, like, the lowest, lowest, lowest level of this structure of this colony. So, she basically straps up. Her love interest guy gets, I think, acid on him, like the blood, mm-hmm. and he gets pretty fucked up. They get to the evacuation ship, and it's only her and him and little artificial intelligence dude. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name either. I don't know. I was but really it's Lance bad Henderson. With this <laughs> yeah. With Lance. <laughs> and they need to get out because the place is self-destructing. So it's basically mirroring what happened to her cruise ship mm-hmm. in the last one. The place is going to self-destruct itself. And she's got to go now get Newt. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's a lot braver than me. Mm-hmm. But also, I've never had to go get a child from a life-threatening situation. So maybe she's not. Maybe I've just never had to put myself mm-hmm. in that situation. Because now she's got to go get a child from the thing she's most scared of. Mm-hmm. You know? And so she does go down there. And she's armed with, like, a flamethrower and I th- some, like, a type of gun. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what they call it. But basically some sort of blaster. My favorite scenes in this were when they were, like, in the nest. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing all of that. Because what I liked about this movie, too, was it didn't shy away from showing you those things. Because it's not like it didn't have a, a good, hefty budget to, mm-hmm. to do those things. Yeah. Because a lot of, like, extraterrestrial movies show you real choppy shots. And I'm not saying this didn't have some of those. Well, we have to make sure you don't see the seam and the zipper and all of that. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying it didn't have that. But in the in this final scene, you do get a lot of the nest and the eggs. And you get the mother. The queen alien. Exactly. Of basically the hive. Which is really cool because they focus on her a lot. So you get to see a lot of that. And especially for... The 80s and the animatronic slash 
puppet slash guy in a suit or whatever they used. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you have any more information on that or not. Puppets. Thank you. You're welcome. They actually looked pretty damn good. And they, like I said, didn't shy away from actually showing you that, which was really cool. And she goes down there and she frees Newt mm-hmm. and she takes on the queen. Mm-hmm. Before she leaves, she decides that instead of just like running away, which she could have done. She threatens the queen and everything. She's like, you fucking come after me. I'm gonna fucking burn them. I'm gonna burn all your little eggs. And the queen backs up. Fucking Ripley is like, fuck that shit and burns them anyway. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know what? I'm not leaving like this. Exactly. Like, this is too... You got... What you got going on here is an operation that should not be alive. So, I'm a, I'm gonna take care of this. So, now the queen has to come after them because Ripley killed all their babies. Which, it's just a mother versus a mother. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. This is a great Mother's Day episode. Why didn't we do... I know, right? Mother's Day. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> And but so it's kind of hard to fault like the queen alien, you know. Mm-hmm. I know that it's the evil monster, but you really did just kill all her babies. Mm-hmm. She just mad because mm-hmm. you killed all her babies, just because you think her babies are like the spawn of Satan. I know, right? They're still hers. Yeah, they're just little parasites. You know, could have just left. Yeah, we're gonna nuke the planet anyway. Like, whatever, just whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> It's going to self-destruct. Whatever. It doesn't matter. She was trying to prove a point. These things have killed her crew. An entire, like, colony of people tried to take her new child that she adopted. But now the fucking queen alien's going to come after you. Right? It figures out these. Think things through, Ripley. Think things through. This thing is so smart, it figures out how to use an elevator. Yeah. Which she didn't actually fit in. The puppet. Her whole back end is gone because she didn't fit in the elevator. <laughs> they just got rid of it. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Just make it work. Drop exactly. it off. They won't notice. <laughs> exactly. So they do end up actually getting out after a fight, like a mini fight with the queen alien, but she attaches to their evacuation ship. Because I was like, "There's this is not over because we don't have the iconic get away from her, you bitch scene in the giant like robot that she mm-hmm. fights her in. So I was like, okay, well, this isn't over. Because when they get back to whatever they, wherever they came from, they're like headquarters. The alien has attached herself to the ship. And then Ripley gets into the giant robot that moves heavy shit. It's like a forklift robot. Mm -hmm. And they have their final fight scene. Mm -hmm. And she saves the day. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I mean, it's super action-y, and it looks really clean, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked this one more than the first one. Like, I liked the first one. Not as much as I liked this one. And I think it was because you do get more of, like, an explanation on, like, where these things came from. Not that you really needed one for the first one, but it is nice to get. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to see the hive. And the queen and, Mm -hmm. like, where these are coming from. And now you see them affecting colonies of people. And it's also more scary when you think of it like that. Because who knows where, like, other planets these are spreading to and coming from. Exactly. They're just attaching to ships. Like, that's where this one came from was a alien ship. So, yeah, where the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm. So, some trivia. Let's start with the Marines. Okay. The Space Force. (laughs) The Space Force. 
So the scene where you first meet the Marines was actually filmed last so that the actors would feel like they've been in battle together. So they did literally all of the fighting, all of that stuff before they did the opening scene. So that's why they feel so close. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Bill Paxton was the only one not in on that knife trick. He didn't know Mm. that they were going to use his own fucking hand. So his panic is real. That's so funny. Like their like little lunch bonding scene. Yeah. That's funny. Uh Uh-huh. Al Matthews, he's the a commander. Yeah. He was actually a real-life Marine. He was promoted to the rank of sergeant in field during his Vietnam service. That's cool. So he had already had some commanding, like, experience. Yes. Because mm-hmm. he does a really good job. And all the acting in this movie was pretty on point. I really enjoyed it. And even the 80s, like, one-liners back and forth chirping that got a little old again. That wasn't because they were bad. Game over, man. Game over. It was just, like, it was just dialogue choices. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that, that was Bill Paxton doing it. That wasn't actually dialogue. So I don't know. Some of that might just be the actors improving that you didn't like. I don't know. I don't know for sure. So Sigourney Weaver got her Best Actress nomination for this. And it was the first time for an actress in an action movie. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Good for her, man. Yep. She just presented at this year's Oscars. Really? Yeah. I did. I and they actually referenced Alien. That's awesome. They brought out Brie Larson, uh, uh, Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman, and her because they were all like superheroes. That's or awesome. Action stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver would give away a bouquet of flowers to each cast member before they died because she knew the script and they necessarily didn't that day. So Aww. she'd give them a bouquet of flowers. Like before they died? So they knew that they were going to die that day? That day she'd walk in. Yeah, exactly. So they'd they be like, know. oh, man. The best part is the man who played Burke, when it was his day, she brought in a bouquet of dead flowers. <laughs> Ooh. I'm sure they were probably fine Who with was the artificial set. guy? Because he wasn't. No, no, no. Oh, Burke. Burke was the asshole. The douchebag where his oh, sister right, right. hit him. Yeah, got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, it. he was an asshole. Exactly. That was she just brought g- him dead flowers. She's like, goodbye. You deserve this mm-hmm. and nothing more. <laughs> I thought that the child actress did a really, really good job. And I love it. You know how I feel about kid actors and kids in uh, movies. I watched this first and it made me tear up. And I was like, Amanda's going to be destroyed for this movie. <laughs> well... I just liked, I didn't cry, but I just loved the way that, like, she found someone again, and they found each other, and that she protected her like it, she was her own. Like, mm-hmm. so it was, like, a feel-good. And I knew, honestly, because when we worked on the trailer for the beginning of this year, that she wasn't going to die. So I ruined it for myself. Oh, I see. Got it. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. So, yeah, this movie was a solid four out of five for me. Mm-hmm. I had a lot more fun with this one than I did the last one. I haven't told you even what I actually even liked about it, but I did like it. Honestly, hated the first one. Five out of five on this one. I loved it. I think so many people are going to be so happy to hear you say that because (laughs) I think so many people get so riled up about Alien that, you know, I think some people are disappointed when people don't like Alien because they love it so much. So I think some people are going to be really nope. happy to hear that you liked it. I watched this with Connor because this is his favorite movie of all time. Aliens is? Yeah. So I was like, nice. you're going to have to watch it with me because I don't want to. And he's like, he kept looking over at me like, like you do. <laughs> do you like it? Do you like it? And I was liking it. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so happy you're liking it. It's my favorite. <laughs> That's cool. Even if we don't continue with this franchise, do you think you'll watch any of the other ones or since they kind of deviate no. a little bit? Maybe the third one because... In my, I've seen them all, but it's been a long time. In my little baby brain, I remember her, like, 
giving birth to an alien or something, Ripley. What the fuck? And I'd be interested in seeing that again in a while. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I'm done with the franchise. I may watch this one again, but I think that's the only one. Mm. You know what I forgot to mention that was weird was when she was like outing the asshole. She was like, he was going to impregnate us so he could get the aliens back undetected. I was like, ew. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to mention that. That was fucking gross. And I just hate the word impregnate. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Extra Sisters Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Extra Sisters. And thank you so much to our patrons. We love you guys and you make so much possible that you don't even know that we're working on and we are going to talk about some stuff really soon and we're really excited. Uh, but thank you so much. You can find yeah. us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters Podcast. We only have two tiers, a $1 a month tier and a $5 a month tier. You get extra content and exclusive entries into patron-only giveaways. So check that out. We got some really cool stuff coming up that we're really excited to share with you guys. And next time, put yourself in her place, the dreaded night when her lover became a madman. Till then, stay creepy.